0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Amen. I truly believe that. And we're going to look at some things about that today. You know, One of the results of Jubilee in Israel's day was that it was a time for families in in the nation of Israel. It was a reset time. And maybe you're going through some difficulties right now, but i got news for you. If you will lift up your eyes and look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith, you're going to find that God is going to begin to speak to you, that you're going to come through this time just like Noah. Come on. Noah went into the ark, didn't he? And there in the ark, there was protection, there was provision, and there was the presence of God. Amen? And Jesus is our ark. Amen? And we're in Him, and He's going to bring us right through. Doesn't matter what's going on in this world. We're going to come through to a new era, to a new day, to a new beginning. It's going to be a reset time. Now, here's the thing. It's only a reset time if you want it to be. Now, if you want to get over there and feel sorry for yourself and believe all the, the negative reports that everybody is, is uh, espousing, you know, you can do that too. Amen. Uh, it's just a fact, isn't it? Everything has, uh, you know, has suddenly been changed in the day of Jubilee. One moment they're in bondage and, and serving somebody else and in debt, and but when the blood was shed and the trumpet sounded of jubilee. I mean man, they got up and went home. Now you know Jesus, we talked about this Jesus went into the synagogue, you know, and he began to declare, you know, you know what he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me, and he talked about what he was anointed to do. And at the end there, he said to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, everybody there knew what that meant. The year of God's grace, the year of jubilee. And you know, you ever wondered why they got mad at him? Seemed like you'd be happy about that. I mean, you know, if God came and told you, listen, you know, I'm gonna cancel all your debts, you're gonna get all your property back, your family's coming back. I mean, you go, I mean, why why would that make you mad? Well, somewhere along the line, I don't know where, but somewhere along the line, they stopped having Jubilee. I don't know why, I don't know where, but somewhere along the line, somebody probably started saying, you know what? (laughs) Man, this Jubilee stuff, I just, you know, the people that had all the stuff probably said, you know, I don't think we ought to do that anymore. I think think that's passed away. I just don't think God does the Jubilee stuff anymore. You're just going to have to stay in bondage. You're just going to have to stay in debt. Your house is just going to have to, I'm going to keep your house. I'm going to keep your land. Or maybe, you know, the people that was in bondage, they just said, well, I guess God don't do that anymore. So, so I don't know. I'm just speculating. But somewhere along the line, obviously, they didn't celebrate Jubilee anymore because everybody, when Jesus started talking about it, they all got mad. Amazes me, there's still some believers like that. When you start talking about the goodness of God, the power of God, the supernatural of God, the blessing of God, they get all mad at you. I guess they want a God that's mean and hard and judgmental and, you know, wants to damn everybody except, you know, two or three of us, (laughs) whoever those two or three are. I'm so glad that God so loved the world, aren't you? Because I got included in that. So today we're going to talk about reset time. What's going on right now? You know, one of the things that's going on right now, there's a whole lot of shaking going on, whole lot of shaking. And, you know, it seems to me as I, I listen, you know, and and kind of try to get the pulse in Christendom, I don't claim to, to, be, to be an expert, and I'm certainly not a prophet. Uh, but, but you know, in listening to it, it seems to be, you know, we got people, you know, saying, you know, all the shaking God's doing. And then some people say, all oh, the shaking the devil's doing. You know, it's amazing. Well, let's look at it. And I'm going to share with you some things that I believe I see about a whole lot of shaking going on. I do believe it's a sign that God is on the move. Let's look in Haggai, over there, chapter 2. God is speaking here. He says, pick it up in verse 7. He says, I'm going to shake the nations, and what is desired by all the nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord God Almighty. So God does do some shaking. There's some shaking going on. And if you look in Scriptures in many, many places, uh, whenever God's moving, a lot of times there's some shaking going on. Amen? You remember when Jesus there, when He gave up His Spirit, He gave up the ghost, as the King James Version says. He gave up His Spirit. And He said, you know, He says, finished, and He gave up His Spirit. There was a great earthquake. Remember that? God was moving in salvation, the Lamb of God slain for, you know, for the sins of the world. And there was great earthquakes. There was a great move. And people were even, it says the graves were open, and there were, people were raised from the dead. Woo! Can you imagine having a church meeting like that? That would really turn people upside down. Then we know at, the, at on the day of, of Jesus' resurrection, the stone was uh, rolled away, and there was a great Earthquake, and it says that the, those Roman guards, said they fell down like, I mean, they were like dead men. We know in the, the upper room there was a great sound of rushing wind that came in. Acts chapter 4, after they were released and went, went into that prayer meeting, and Acts 4.31, it said after they had prayed, the whole house was shaken. I'm ready for some house-shaking stuff from God. We need it in our generation. I don't know why people would say, well, you know, that that was for then. But I'm going to tell you what, there's some sin around here now. There's some devils around here now. There's some people that need to be saved now. There's some people that need to know that God's real now. And so God's doing some shaking. There's some things going on. And, and out of this shaking, God's doing a reset. He's just going to do a reset time. God's really good at doing reset in our lives uh, individually in his church corporately and even in the nations so some of the so i believe you know we need to have the spirit of god give us discernment what who, who's doing what kind of shaking one of the things god's doing some shaking he's going to shake up some of our institutions he's going to shake up some of the things concerning our economy we've we've talked about that you know the scripture says, you know, when Israel went out of Egypt, I mean, God gave them supernatural favor, and they left with the wealth of Egypt. Just saying. Maybe he's going to shake some pocketbooks. <laughs> I mean, people that are just hoarding it up for themselves and going to shake some of that loose into the people that will help finance uh, the move of God around the world. Amen? Absolutely. Absolutely, it also means harvest time is coming. In Isaiah twenty four thirteen, uh, he talks about the, the olive trees and the olive harvest there. And you know, uh, in Israel, uh, you know, and they still do it this way. You know, to, when the when the olives get ripe, they shake the tree. Of course, they got you know they got machines that do that now. But in, in the day when they were talking about when Isaiah was talking about the people got out there and they had to shake the tree and it says even the, in the top branches they would take a stick and, and you know and hit those branches not the fruit hit those branches and knock down they wanted to get all the harvest. I believe part of the shaking that's going on here, God is shaking the nations because also there's a shaking for harvest to come in. I'm telling you, when, when the pressure's on, I'm telling you, people start thinking, start rethinking this thing about, I don't need God. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's just human nature, isn't it? But you know, God is shaking some things, and I believe part of it is for harvest. God wants to see our Our family members uh, uh, you know all our family members the names we got down here and our neighbors and our, our extended family he wants to see them come in he wants to see a great harvest in this nation and a turning back to God amen now listen I'm not those where I think there's just you know three people that's you know living for God in this nation I know better than that there's two in my house so I know there's at least one more you know, I'm just kidding. There's a lot. God's got a lot of people. A lot of people in this nation. A lot of people in other nations. They're crying out to God. There's millions of us around the world that's praying and crying out to God. And I'm telling you what. God's going to move and bring in and usher in on top of all this it looks like chaos and all the things that's being shaken in the nations, the economy, and all of that. He's going to move by His Spirit in answer to the prayers of His people. And there's going to be a great harvest coming in. And He's shaking, but I'm telling you, He's shaking to get the fruit. He's not shaking to, to, to stomp the fruit, to kill the fruit. He's shaking to get the fruit. Amen. Harvest time is coming. We're talking about a whole lot of shaking going on. God is doing some shaking harvest because of harvest time there is shaking and also I believe it's an awakening time for the bride turn to Matthew 25 Matthew 25 I know you know this story this parable that Jesus gave I'm just going to look at a verse or two verse 5 it says the bridegroom you know the the You know this is the the background was you know was the ten virgins you know they were waiting for the bridegroom to come and five foolish and five wise you know the five wise took extra oil amen the five foolish didn't listen don't try to get by you know on the minimum i remember my sister she's gone be with the lord now but i remember man years ago i'd ride with her and we'd be in rush hour traffic and you know and and the needle on the gas gauge was hiding the e oh man just, that would bug me i mean i'm like why would you want to do that you know and i but i see some christians I'm, i mean you know why do you want how why do you want to get your tank down see just how low it can get how you don't want to get your oil level down so low may it keep it full And I believe part of this shaking is to awaken the bride. He said in verse 5, the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him, and then you know what happened. But the point I want to make here is I believe this is a call right now of, here comes the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And I believe the shaking that's going on, part of it is to awaken the bride, the bride of Christ, God's church, is to awaken us out of our slumber. There is a power in the church of the living God that we have not seen demonstrated in many a year. There is such supernatural potential in the body of Christ, the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. Where the supernatural power and anointing of Jesus Christ rest upon us. The power to heal. The power to deliver. The power to see prayers answered. The power to see God move in our nation. But we got to be awakened. We get so busy. You know, it's funny if you... Look online of all the different things. You know, it's amazing to me how people are entertaining themselves during this time. Did <laughs> you ever see some of that stuff? Cindy was showing me something this morning. Somebody was throwing flip flops or something. I don't know. I'm telling you, we, you know, we, we we try to battle boredom and everything. Well, I want to tell you what: we, some of this time we need to awaken and we need to be seeking God. We need to be praying. With well, some of this time we got on our hands, God's given us this time, and we're going to waste it. Didn't the Apostle Paul said, he said, redeem the time, for the days are evil. We need to take some of this time as the bride and be awakened by this shaking and begin to cry out to God for our nation, for our families. We're talking about a whole lot of shaking in a reset time. And see, with God doing the shaking, harvest time coming, the bride awakening and beginning to, to pray and to cry out to God, and begin to proclaim the gospel. I'm telling you what, in the midst of this shaking, you got three things happening there that are very uh, God-oriented and very salvation-oriented and very redemption-oriented. And then I believe, lastly, some of this shaking is because Satan is under great pressure. Revelations 12, 12, you know, you can read it over there. You know, it's talking about, you know, in the last days... It says Satan comes down, you know, and he's, he's got a mat on because his, he knows his days is short. But, you know, uh, just in general, if you look in the Gospels, uh, you know, whenever the kingdom of God confronted, you know, the devil's kingdom, you know, he there was always, he was always shaking just before he was breaking. Hey <laughs> man, He would shake and he would throw people down and he, he would make them scream and holler and all that. But he came out. I said, he came out. When Jesus said, come out, he came out. When the power of God confronted Satan, he came out. So some of this, a little bit of this shaking, yeah, the devil's doing it, but that's because he's about to break. He's shaking in his boots because he's about to break. There's some breaking coming in the kingdom of darkness. He's going to have to loose and let hold, let go of those that he has held captive in our families. Come on in our cities, in our country, in our neighborhood, all this junk he's doing, I mean, there's a whole lot of shaking going on because there's a whole lot of breaking going to come loose. So when I I see a whole lot of shaking, I see God on the move, I see a harvest, I see the bride awakening, and I see the devil shaking in his boots, shaking what he can because there's a breaking coming in his kingdom. We're talking about reset in a time of jubilee. Jesus is our jubilee. Hallelujah. Then I see in this reset time a divine shift taking place, a divine shift. Look over, if you would, in Isaiah, Isaiah 28. Hallelujah. Verse 20. I believe there's some misalignments that God's going to be correcting. Listen to this. The bed is too short to stretch out on. The blanket too narrow to wrap around you. You ever felt that way? It's just, it's just not quite right. I mean, you know, you ever slept on a bed that was too short for you? It's hard to do. I mean, you know, your, ankle, your, your, your feet your ankles are hanging off down there? Man, it's just hard to get comfortable. You ever been cold and you're trying, and you you know you can't quite. It's just it's just something's just not right. You know, brother brother Dad Hagen used to say he says like washing your feet with your socks on, however you want to say it. But the bed is too short or the blanket is not enough. There's just just not enough to. To, to go around there's not enough something doesn't just feel just right it's like i'm almost there but not quite i'm i'm almost at my breakthrough but not quite the church is almost up but not quite we've almost had harvest but not quite something's just not quite right the bed's just a little too short boy it'd be a lot better if it was it's about a foot longer and so god's talking about that and that's because i believe there are some things that are misaligned and God is moving during this time. He's gonna, You know, when all this shaking is going on, it causes us to begin to cry out to God and seek God. And all of a sudden, God can begin to move. And I believe not only in the body of Christ, yes, but also in the nation. There's going to be some people that God's going to raise up and some other people God's going to bring down. God's going to promote some people and God's going to demote some others. Come on. Absolutely, I believe that. That's happening in our nation right now. Look over there in Ephesians. Let me just read one scripture here to remind you. Let's read it together. I know we're all very familiar with this. Ephesians 4, verse 16. He says, From whom the whole body, talking about Jesus, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each one each part does its work. Now listen, God didn't make us to have 17 eyes and 14 mouths. <laughs> he didn't make us to have 10 legs and 45 arms. Each one of us has got a place. You know, when I when I was pastoring a church down in South Florida for a number of years, and we had a, chiro- a chiropractor. Uh, precious brother, spirit-filled brother. He was, and so every once in a while, he said, just come on by. And he said, you know, he said, <laughs> "He said, you know, he said, anytime you want to, he said, just come by. So I came by a couple of times. Boy, I'm telling you, did he work me over? Oh, my God. I don't know if you've ever been to a chiropractor. Have you ever been to chiropractor? Oh, man, he got me on that table, and everything was great. And all of a sudden, he goes, wham! Like, like oh! <laughs> and then I went, hey, that, that does feel better. But boy, I'm telling you, man, I, the table's cracking and popping, and I'm you know, he said. He said, "Got to get things lined up here. Things get out of alignment." <laughs> so, you know, that, spiritually, that can be true. You know, we we've got to get in our place, not necessarily where it's comfortable, not necessarily where I would like to be per se, but where God wants me. Where does God want me? You know, uh, that's why I say God. You know, uh, you know, if God needs you in a Specific place to be the foot there, and you go somewhere else where they already got 20 feet, you're going to be redundant. Where are you going to be the most useful? Where God wants you to be. You get in that place, you get aligned. And He said, What's going to happen is you're going, all of a sudden, then when we get aligned, the grace of God begins to flow, the anointing of God begins to flow. And things begin to happen. And you know what? He said, the body will be built up. It'll be built up spiritually. It'll be built up numerically. It'll be built up in its effect in every way. You know, I'm I'm convinced there's some people that's supposed to be here that are not here. As a matter of fact, I believe there's a whole lot of people that should be here that's not here. But we're I'm praying and believing they're on the way. God's going to speak to them. And this shaking time can be a time of divine shift when all of a sudden they realize, "Hey, you know, I need to get over there to Passion Church." So well, I don't believe God does that. Well, okay, you you can do that. It's a realignment in the church. I believe that it's a realignment in nations where he's gonna he's he's gonna change. You know, uh, the heads of nations. We know we got election in our nation this year a whole lot of different people. You know, there's going to be some changes that's going to come. There's going to be changes that's going to happen in the EU. There's going to be changes that's going to happen. Listen, God's going to bring changes in China. Hey, it may be an iron curtain to us, but then it's not an iron curtain to God. And there's a whole lot of believers doing a whole lot of praying over in China. Actually, there's more more believers in China than there are here. How's that picture thinking? Amen. So God's able to move in these nations because what? He's got people there. He's got plans. He's got purposes. And God's plans and God's purposes. You know, God said this to Israel one time when they were in bondage in a foreign land. He said, I know the plans I have for you. And they are good. Well, it sure didn't look good. Hey, God, if you got good plans for us, what in the world are we doing here? If you got all this good plans for us and for our nation, for why are we in this mess? Because God's trying to do some shifting and some realignment. And sometimes we have to get a little uncomfortable first. Man, I, man it, what's going on with my back? I don't know what's going on with my knee. I'm... You know, I'm speaking metaphorically, but in the body of Christ, it's that way. How am I trying? <laughs> look at Jeremiah 8. I want to look over there again. I know we've looked at this before. Jeremiah 18. I want to read this from the message. You know, we looked at that the first part of that is where he went down to the potter's house. Remember that? And he said, he said, I saw on the potter's wheel, you know, he was, he was making a vessel, but it the, the clay became marred in his hand, so he made it, reshaped it into another vessel. And see, that's part of what we're talking about reset time too. That some of us, you know, we need to, God's doing something new in our lives on the wheel. And you know, you have to understand this, you know, the 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 outcome is gonna look different than the process. See, we're in the process of being on this wheel, and you're like, oh, Man, this is uncomfortable. I don't know. What are we doing here? But, you know, God's got an outcome. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose in mind for you individually and for His body and for the nations. He's got a plan. I'm going to read it from the message. He said, At any moment I may decide to pull up a people or a country by the roots and get rid of them. But if they repent of their wicked lives, I will think twice and start over with them. <laughs> I like the way this reads. At another time, I might decide to plan a people or country. But if they don't cooperate and won't listen to me, I will think again and give up on the plans I had for them. Jeremiah seven eighteen seven through 10, the message. So we can see God's working in nations. But, you know, He's looking for those nations that will be willing to work with Him. And one of the reasons we pray for our nation, I believe one of the reasons God says to pray for the nation is so that what it will, it will, the church will be working hand in glove. So rather than the devil, even though the Bible calls him the God of this world system, God will be able to work and move and intervene and raise up men and women that will cooperate even if they don't know him, will cooperate with his plan. You know, I know everybody's got a different attitude and you know, and a different opinion about things. But you know, I, I you know, I read things and all about Christians, you know, and they you know, there's some some people that, that you know they want every senator to be a Christian, every every representative to be a Christian, every judge to be a Christian. Well, you know, I'd like for everybody in this nation to be a born-again believer. I would, I do. But realistically, in any election, you think you're going to get every every one in those offices going to be a Christian? And so unless, unless they're Christians, you're telling me that God can't move, God can't use them, God can't work through them? Absolutely He can. Man, I, I always took great encouragement after I was called to the ministry because I saw where God used a stick and a donkey. So that encouraged me a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, if God can use a stick, I, I'm probably, probably you know I got hope. So I believe there's a divine shift that's going to come out of this time, a reset time we're talking about. And then thirdly, I believe, especially this is dealing with the church, a, a adjust, an adjustment of vision and, and a clarification of vision in the church. I believe this with all my heart. I really do. You know, uh, I want to look over there. Let's look over there. and in Exodus real quickly. Here we see that God is speaking to Moses about how to build, how he wants his tabernacle built, how he wants it done. And notice in verse 9, notice here he says, Well, we'll back up to verse 8. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I show you. God's got a plan and a pattern for His people, for His church. Amen? Absolutely does. And so, you know... As we go through this shaking time, this reset time, as we begin to seek God, as we begin to cry out to God, as we begin to listen to God, then God, He begins to, through this shifting and aligning and making these changes that He wants to make. All of a sudden, you know what He's doing? He's getting us ready to fit the pattern. Because it's real important that that, that we build the church is built the way He wants it. Because, see, if you read over there, Well, we'll go ahead and read that now. You're right there. Look in uh, Exodus 40. You're right there. And we'll see the reason why God wants it and the reason why we should want it. Verse 33, the end of that verse, it says, And so Moses finished the work. 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Woo! Listen, get this principle. When the glory falls, it's a sign of divine order. Remember Solomon's temple, when they dedicated it? Said, you know, the the. The priest, the priest, you know, and the musicians—they blew the trumpets and the horns and everything—and you know, the, and they all shouted. And the glory of God came down and said the priest couldn't even stand up to minister. When everything is in divine order, the glory comes, and that's what God is wanting to do—the glory to come upon His church and the glory to come upon the nations from the church. Wouldn't it be great that you don't have to try to persuade somebody that the Bible is right? What if just the glory of God was so on the church and such supernatural presence and power was being demonstrated? Wouldn't that be something? It sure would. I mean, we you talk about people beating a door to get into the church or into your house, or into your home meeting, or whatever it might be. I think there's a, a lot of readjustments that's going to come. And when this glory comes, I'm going to tell you what, it's going to manifest itself not just in a meeting like this on a Sunday morning. It's going to, the glory is going to be, you know, in the office. The glory is going to be when you're having a Zoom meeting. And the glory of God just comes through that computer and begins to move on those people. Instead of a a Zoom meeting, you have a a glory come to Jesus meeting. (laughs) Amen? Absolutely. Read the pages of Acts again, when the church began. Man, no wonder God didn't have them, you know, uh, in a building somewhere. They didn't have a building big enough at the time to hold them all. I mean, you know, they come into the outer court of the temple there, but I mean, you know, you know, you start seeing the glory of God come and the supernatural power of God come, and you know, we will just be having church at everybody everybody's house will be having a church. You'll be a church. Your house will be full of people. 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 And we'll just come however how many we can get in here, we'll get in here, but you know, it, we won't be limited to a Sunday morning meeting. Things are going to look different. Things are going to be different when the glory of God begins to fall. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Vision adjusted. Provision always follows God's vision, doesn't it? And the power, listen, the power flows unhindered to accomplish it. When we get aligned with God, I'm going to tell you what things work. Are you listening? I didn't say there wouldn't be any opposition, but I'm telling you what, things work. The outcome is for sure. The outcome is settled once we get aligned with God. A lot of, I believe this, a lot of our struggle, I'm I'm not talking about us in particular, just the body of Christ in general, a lot of our struggle has been what? We we don't get aligned. You say, why is God moving like He's moving in Africa and India and Pakistan, places like that? Well, one of the reasons could be what they're aligned with what God's wanting to do. Come on. Remember, go back real quickly at the close here, but go back to Jesus in the, uh, back in the synagogue again. Remember, he came in there and he declared all these beautiful, wonderful things that we love and everything. We all amen. It's the, the acceptable year of the Lord and all that. It, they all got mad. And it says, it went on to say, he could do no mighty work there. Well, I don't want that set of Passion Church. That God says, I could do no mighty work there. Because of what? Their unbelief. See, unbelief will keep you from aligning. It will keep you from changing. It will keep you, you know, you want, ah, listen, I got news for you, Jesus. We ain't never done it that way. We ain't had no jubilees since my great-grandpa. And by the way, don't you know Rome's here? Rome owns us now. Come on. Well, Pastor Norris is getting all stirred up about talking about glory and miracles and all that, but you know. <laughs> we ain't seen none of that since my great grandpa. Well, it's about time then, isn't it? It's about time we have what great-grandpa had what great grandpa had. Amen. What God desires to do in his people, in his church, and in the nations. Reset time. First, a whole lot of shaking. Because God's on the move. Because it's harvest time. Because He's wakening the bride. Because the devil's afraid. Amen. There's a divine shift. He's going to line us just right. Your bed's not going to be too short. You're going to have plenty of cover. (laughs) Amen. Nations are going to be a real line. Amen. We're going to see people raised up. You know, in the body of Christ, you know, I was just. Cindy and I, I saw it too. Anybody remember Brother Mar Cirillo? He went on to be with the Lord this week. And I was thinking about, it. think about all the, I'm thinking about all the the great men and women. You know, uh, when I, I coming up, you know, in my Christian walk for the last uh, almost 45 years. You know, most of them have gone on to be with the Lord. You know, but there's another generation God wants to raise up. Isn't that right? There's another generation God wants to raise up, and we we need them to 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 to, to arise. You know, it could be that God might do something different this time. It could be that He might just raise up the whole body instead of one or two special people. Maybe there'd be a whole body of Christ that will listen to Him and get aligned. Wouldn't that be something? What if there was uh, millions of Elijahs instead of one or two? And then vision adjusted and clarified. Remember, the glory is always a sign that things are in divine order. Let me give you some action points real quick. I've got to close. During this time, Passion Church, listen to me. Ask God to give you wisdom concerning the time. You know, I was reading over there, you know, about, you You know, we've quoted the Scripture many times about the sons of Issachar. Said they knew the times, and knew what Israel should do. You, you, go, you need to go back and read that in context. You know what the context of that is? He's going down through there and listing all of David's mighty men. This one killed so many. This one killed a giant. This one, you know, slew 500. This one did this. This one did that. Right there in with it, right in there with them is sons of Issachar. So one of the anointings on David's mighty men was they could discern the times. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, this, with the Holy Spirit that we've received, He's going to show you things to come. Do not fear the shaking. Why? Because God's at work. Harvest is coming. It's awakening the bride, and the devil's afraid. So when you understand what the shaking's about, you don't have to be afraid of it. And then finally, be responsive to the Holy Spirit's leading. You know, just like Mary. I like Jesus' mom, boy. I'm telling you what she she was on the ball. Are you listening to me? I mean, you know, when the angel came to her with the word, she, all, she didn't, you know, she didn't, probably she just said, may it be done unto me according to your word. Boy, I tell you what, that's a good, when you read the promise of God or God speaks to you, that's a good response to have. She was smart. And then, Jay, we're at the wedding feast. Remember the wedding feast at Cana there? And she just said, whatever Jesus, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Boy, that's some good advice. She was, she, was, she was smart. So just be responsive. Whatever He tells you to do, do it. Just do it. Because you know what? That's part of your alignment. You get aligned in the glory of God to come upon you. And you know what? You can provoke the rest of us. Woo! Amen? Hallelujah. We're talking about a reset time. And I really believe in the months ahead, we're going to see a reset time come out of all this shaking. Good's going to come out of it. I know, I know people are, are sick and dying, and I'm not talking about that being good. That's not a good thing. I, I understand that. But listen, it, you know, remember what I said? The process is not going to be, you know, the end result is not going to look like the process. And even though we're going through some difficult times, we're going through some times, and, and people are hurting. We're not denying that at all. But I'm going to tell you what, we need to lift up our eyes beyond that and see into the realm of, of the Spirit, and get some discernment and understanding. So take these things I've shared with you today, just take them, be like the Berean Christians, pray about it, search the Scriptures, if if you see it there, hang on to it, and if you don't see it, just spit the sticks out. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in the midst of all that's going on. Father, we do ask and I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation for Passion Church. That we may have insight and understanding about the times and the seasons we're in. Lord, help us look beyond just the surface, just the circumstance, and see, Lord, uh, the outcome. Let's see be able to see what you have designed and what you're going to bring out of all the chaos and all that's going on. Father, help us to see and discern the times and where you are leading your body, your church, and our nation. God, we want to we realign. We want to get in alignment with you. We want to get in lockstep with the Spirit of God. We want to get in agreement with your plans and your purposes, God. Thank you, Father. You said the steps of the righteous are ordered by you. Order our steps that we may bring glory, your glory, into the earth that men might be saved, that men might be delivered, and that your Son might be glorified. Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning and you need a prayer for something, maybe healing for yourself or a family member or anything, or, or maybe uh, you're needing uh, employment, or anything like that. You've got a need of any kind. If you'll just stand up where you are, uh, w- that'll be a sign that. And I'm going to pray. We're and all the. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and pray that you are blessed by God's word.